We've been begging the New Orleans Pelicans to shoot more threes, and in their win over the Chicago Bulls, they did just that. I'll explain why this makes the offense even more scary. Plus, Jonas Valanciunas shows just how useful he is as a player on this Pelican squad, and Trey Murphy is growing before our eyes. It's Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday, day after the Pelicans beat the Chicago Bulls 124-110. Very different game than the one these two teams played just a week ago, and we'll get into that, because the three-point shooting on display for New Orleans in this one. Jonas Valanciunas also made an impact. Then you had a number of good performances from guys like Dyson Daniels, Jose Alvarado, and Brandon Ingram with a weirder stat line in this one. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, who is, by the way, on three-game winning streak, and they've won two now without Zion Williamson, including this one, over the Chicago Bulls. Kind of a weird game. If you, if you recall, just seven days ago, feels like forever at this point, they beat the Chicago Bulls by four on the road. And they did that despite only making three total threes. And it was just a bizarre game. Like, how do you do that in 2022? And then in this one, they were 17 of 33. 17 made threes for New Orleans. Second game in a row that they've gotten 17 or more. That is an impressive number, and we've been begging this team to shoot more threes because going into this game, and this number's going to go up, they were the seventh best three-point shooting team in the league in terms of percentage, and they've been in the top 10, top five, really, all season long. They have been very, very good and lethal from three, and it just does so much. Look, without Zion out there, you got to get some offense, too, and when you get guys going, it just makes things easier easier. We're going to talk about Jonas Valanciunas in the second segment. And this is a guy who was able to go out and score 22 points because of the three-point shooting, being able to space the court and be such a threat. Trey Murphy in this one, stepping in for Zion, five of six from deep, 19 total points. And you just saw everything get opened up. There was so much ball movement There was so much actually attacking the basket, too, despite them shooting a ton of threes. And all of that is just due to the threat of the three-point shot. That when you have guys that are bombing away and making them, you saw the Chicago Bulls be terrified about that. That left the big men, Valanciunas, Larry Nance Jr., wide open, one-on-one, down low. It allowed a guy like Trey Murphy, who's done this all season long now, to be able to attack off the dribble. Brandon Ingram to be able to attack off the dribble. They pump fake out on the three-point line. It causes a bad, uh, you know, extreme closeout by a defender. They just move on by him. Trey's one assist in this game was him kind of going up for three. The defender closed out, jumped, got off balance. He drove by them, drew a help defender, just turned around and kind of underhandedly tossed the ball to Valanciunas, who drained a three. 
When you have this kind of three-point shooting, it just opens everything up. In the last game you saw too, how many times, I did a whole segment on this, did Jose Alvarado just get right into the lane, drive to the basket, and there was no real resistance there? Because dudes were making threes. You also saw CJ McCollum really start to get his shot back in this one. Not the 30 points that he put in the other night, but 23. He was three of eight. That's still a good number from deep. Getting him going by moving him off ball, running him off ball screens to create some easy offense, catch and shoot situations. This works. This is the type of offense you want to see from New Orleans. They had 23 made shots, or sorry, 43 made shots. 30 assists on the night. That's an incredible number, and that's a big reason why they won this game. You won by four when you only made three point, uh, three total three-pointers. There's like so many threes, it's weird to say. You won by 14 in this one because you were bombing away and making them. Shoot more threes. You even have Herb Jones kind of getting his groove back. He made two of the ones as well. And when they won this game, it wasn't in the fourth quarter. It wasn't when the final whistle blew. It was in the third quarter. They made four straight three-pointers. That's a big swing. And you saw it just like crush the spirit of the Chicago Bulls. They pretty much gave up after that. They didn't want to play anymore. They just kind of quit. If you go listen to Locked On Bulls today, they were talking about that. You know, it was those four made threes that just crushed their spirit, ended any chance that they were going to try and come back in this one. And it was a huge swing for New Orleans. There is a demoralizing effect when teams kind of just get threes off in bunches, especially when you're making them. And you saw how wide open the offense could be, the ball movement from that. It was just a beautiful sight to behold. They played faster because they knew they could create open looks right away, playing with pace. This is, I think, almost like the idealized version of what you want to see this team do. And it's nice to win by double digits instead of just four points, right? That's a huge thing here. So everyone contributed. You had all of the starters make at least two threes. That's only the second time in the Pelicans franchise history that something like that that, that has occurred. That's because of uh, due to at talent st- uh, stats on Twitter. So it was a great performance. Shoot more threes. Are they going to always be able to do this when Zion's out there on the court? No. You know, you got to get him the ball. He's going to need his shots. That's going to take away shots from others. But can you get some semblance of this when he's out there? We've seen him at times, though it's gotten better recently, struggle at the rim, partially because they're posting him up instead of letting him work from the the top of the three-point line down, but also because the three-point shooting hasn't been in the volumes that you need it to be enough to really space the court properly for him. But you're starting to see it. You know, teams do pay attention to Devontae Graham. They really, really pay attention to Trey Murphy, and we'll talk more about his game in the third segment of today's show. They pay attention to CJ, and if Herb Jones is going to knock down his threes like he did in this one, they're going to pay attention to him as well. And it allows a guy like Brandon Ingram to have an off-shooting night, 4-15 for just 16 points. But he made an impact in this. We'll get into him in the third segment of today's show as well. So shoot more threes. Good things happen when you shoot more threes. It's only going to make life easier for Zion, which is then going to make more open three-point shots. You see it's like feeding off of itself right there. 
That's how this offense can be really scary. So please, Pelicans, shoot more threes. And I think they seem to really get that. After the game, Jonas Valanciunas said, we need to shoot more threes because it only does good things for us. I'm excited to see what they're going to be able to do, particularly because you're going to need to score against the Boston Celtics in a pretty tough game on Friday. So coming up next, let's talk about Jonas Valanciunas. He was key in this game. He even got in on the action, made two threes as well. But they used him in a very smart way. And this is a guy whose role has changed as this season has gone on. But you still see why you're not really looking to trade him anytime soon, even if his role's diminished a little bit. Let's break down his performance coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Look, Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck, to feel a little bit down. You know, therapy can be really important for you. It can help you learn coping skills, self-empowerment, dealing with trauma. Maybe you're just depressed because your favorite basketball team is not winning games. I've used therapy services in the past. It really can help you through a lot of those tough times. And as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No more rate waiting rooms, no more traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. And they're on a three-game winning streak right now. And now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter to the biggest stories across all sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So the three-point shooting is what won the Pelicans this game. It was really that barrage in the third quarter, I thought. And the great performances all around from guys like Trey Murphy. You had Devontae Graham off the bench make his three. CJ getting him going. Herb getting him going. I could list a number of other players. But there was kind of like a secret weapon for New Orleans in this too. And that was Jonas Valanciunas. He finished with 22 points on the night, seven rebounds. Four four from the line. This was a good performance from him. This is a guy that hasn't had a ton of minutes recently. And I've had a couple of people ask me to do like a show or a segment on him. And should they trade him if they're not going to use him? Is he on his way out? The answer to that is like, yes and no. He is not a 35-minute-a-night guy, but he's a really important player for this team. And so I don't think they're looking to actively trade him, even if his role is still diminished. And you saw it in this game. With the Pelicans shooting from deep like they were, they doubled Valanciunas on the first possession of the game that he had, and then they didn't double him again. And he was able to take advantage of those one-on-one matchups and that size advantage that he has and score. Yeah, he had six of his 22 were threes, but the rest of them were him just doing the work down low and getting fouled and going to the free throw line and making those free throws. You know, he closed out the third quarter making two shots and opened the fourth by making two shots. That's a really important type of guy to have and a change of pace. And he's a prime example 
of when your three-point shooting is working, it opens things up for the rest of your guys and makes their life easier. So Valanciunas was a big, important part of this. They don't win this without him, or at least they don't win by double digits without him, and it's going to be a little bit closer. He's a big body that the, the defense needs to account for, and he can muscle his way down low and score, particularly when it's one-on-one with a ton of space. You saw him earlier in the season basically win the game almost single-handedly for the New Orleans Pelicans against the Charlotte Hornets. He is not always the best guy to put out there, and it might be matchup dependent, but when he can do what he did in this game and really elevate your team, and he's an underrated defensive player, he can play switch a little bit. He can play in drop coverage too. He's not just one-dimensional. Yeah, he might kind of get burned in the pick and roll in the playoffs, but in the regular season, he's a very useful guy to have. They don't want to be playing him 35 minutes a night. They're very comfortable with him being more a starter kind of in name only at times. Larry Dance Jr. is playing more minutes than he is on average this year. So you want to have a guy like like Jonas Valanciunas, who you know is kind of your starter but also backup big, just like kind of Larry Nance Jr. is your closer but not a starter. He's a role player but not all of those things. And Valanciunas provides that too. Larry Nance Jr. wasn't going to be able to score over some of the guys that Valanciunas was working on in this one and able to use that size to his advantage. You need a player like that. You know, he might not have this kind of starring role on any given night. I wonder if eventually he kind of becomes upset with that. But as long as he's bought in and is fine with it and this team's winning, you don't look to trade a guy like that. You need a guy like that. There's going to be nights where it's just not working, but he has a size advantage, so you just feed him. Last year, he was one of the best players for the Pelicans, both offensively and defensively. You need a player like that. In the playoffs, you can change it up. Teams often change their rotations and the starters and mix it up as they need to. But Valanciunas right now is not someone you look to trade just because he's not playing as many minutes as you're used to seeing from him in the past. And this game, he really showed you his value to this team and as a member of this team. And also, if you think he's going to be able to score like that with the three-point shooting that they have, what do you think it's going to be like Zion if they start bombing away from deep when he's out there? On the court. So I thought he was really, really good in this game. I thought it was a really good game plan by this team to recognize when he had the advantage to kind of feed the hot hand and get him going. He is an impactful player on this roster, just in more limited minutes than what we've been expecting, but you don't trade a guy like that. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Do you think they they should be looking to trade him? He's got one more year on his contract after this one. You know, he's getting paid $15 million a year. I think that's a reasonable number for the role that he plays, the minutes that he plays, and is probably underpaying him based on his production. But he looked good. You need a guy like that that can punish those defenses, which then means when they start to double him, or if they try to, which they didn't really do in this game, More open three-point shooters. So everything builds off each other with this offense. And you really saw it in this one. This was just a good overall performance from this team on the second night of a back-to-back when they could be tired. When CJ maybe was going to be a little bit more tired, still kind of dealing with some of the effects of whatever sickness it was. Playing again after you just finally had some rest and that goes out the window. So to be able to rely on Valanchunas and let him carry a high usage rate and give your other guys a little bit of a rest when they're out there on the court, invaluable to have. He was great in this one. Still love seeing him be part of this Pelicans team. So coming up next, a couple of other really good performances. Dyson Daniels, another 
like feather in his cap, another highlight play that he has on a big time player in the NBA, Jose Alvarado doing what Jose Alvarado does. I also want to talk about Trey Murphy beyond the three point shooting team and beyond the three point shooting and Brandon Ingram. So that's all coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Sweatblock. Look, I'm up here. I have a light on me. I move around a lot. I'm talking. I got a hoodie on. I'm actually getting a little bit warm during this. It means I sweat, and it's awful when I'm up here in front of this camera, in front of a ton of people who are going to watch the show, and I'm worried about having pit stains there. Makes me self-conscious. Sometimes you kind of like see me looking down to check. It throws off my whole rhythm of everything I'm doing. That going to apply in terms of a big presentation. God forbid you're on a first date or something like that and you're nervous and you're sweating. That's not a fun situation to be in. So sweat block, use it and you don't have to worry about this whatsoever. Sweat block wipes were invented by a doctor and they're guaranteed to work or you don't have to pay and they call it the sweat block dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. They're wipes. You just shower, you wipe them on and you're good for up to seven days. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock risk-free today. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team like no one else is doing. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and take of the day across all sports, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're talking about the Pelicans 124, 124, 110 win over the Chicago Bulls, bombing away from three. Trey Murphy, five of six from deep, 19 points in this one. There's so much more to his game, though, than the deep three-point shooting. And that deep three-point shooting is fantastic. It really draws defenders, pulling them out 30 feet, 28 feet, puts them in just such a no-man's land that they can't do anything else, and you've got to account for him out there. But you've also seen him... Really attack off closeouts. I talked about that one assist he had to Valanciunas, but he also can get to the rim and is really good at using his size, and he's put on a little bit of muscle from last year to get down low and be able to go for the dunks. He's had a couple of really highlight-worthy dunks these past handful of games. That's opened up by his three-point shooting. It creates space for him to create some of his own offense. Teams have to account for him out there. They screw up on a closeout, and he just blows on by. Defense is rotating. Either he scores or he's going to be able to dish the ball to someone else. He's also really becoming a strong rebounder. This was his first career double-double on the night. 19 points, 10 boards. He uses his size well, and he uses it to end possessions. Nine defensive rebounds in this one for him. When the Pelicans have struggled with that a little bit this season, having him emerge as a strong rebounder who's playing significant minutes, I think is incredibly important for this team. And then you've also seen him use his size well defensively. We really saw it in that game against Ja Morant where he was playing some peel coverage on him. You know, Ja would go around the pick. You would have Trey Murphy chase him from behind. So in case he tried to pull up, he just blocks him and then kind of drive him into the chest of Larry Nance Jr. And it was effective. But you've also seen him really hold his own against some bigs. He's using his length to dictate where guards and other perimeter players are allowed to go or not go in this case and really use that to kind of wall off easier paths to the basket, making those guys have more difficult lives. He's not 
a perfect defender, but you can see how much he has grown as a player this year, and he's much more than just a three-point shooter. In this one, also, Jose Alvarado, dude's just impactful, right? There's no other way to say it. Six of seven from the field, and he didn't even make a three. 13 points, and they needed him to score with that second unit and lead it at times. He did. Just gets downhill into the lane. He worked so well off ball in this one to be able to get cuts, make some really good passes that, unfortunately, the other Pelicans missed. I mean, there's just not a whole lot to say. When you saw the Chicago Bulls start to go on a run in the second quarter, it was Jose who was like, enough of that. Enough of that. And Jess went out, scored a little bit, and shifted the momentum back to New Orleans. Dyson Daniels also getting almost 19 minutes of action in this one. He did his job, defended, got a block on Zach Levine. So let's keep, let's check the tally here, right? Stole the ball, has a steal on LeBron James, blocked John Morant, blocked Zach Levine. That's pretty good so far for a rookie who hasn't played in like half the games for New Orleans. But you can see Willie Green is starting to trust him in this one. He had tough assignments in this one, fouled a lot, though the refs at times were a little wonky as they seem to be. One of the things you've also really noticed with him is when he gets a defensive rebound, he's got his eyes up the court looking to make a quick outlet pass. And he's one of the few guys that can really do that to get the Pelicans into some easy transition opportunities off missed baskets. It's usually easier to do that off steals, but if you can run after an opponent miss, that can be just as good. He's able to get the Pelicans into that early offense. He needs to be playing about 20 minutes a game, 19 minutes a game. Loved what we saw from him in this one. Want to keep seeing this from him. And then Brandon Ingram, not a good shooting night, but when your team has got other guys who are hot and he's willing to give up the rock and pass it to them, that's what you want to see. 16 points, 9 assists. That's a season high for him right now. And 6 rebounds. He was aggressive early on, then the shot just wasn't falling. So he wanted to pass the ball, set up his teammates to be open, but that came from his aggressiveness early on in this one. Led to a lot of those open three-point shots. As I've said, there's a theme here. Everything builds on each other. Aggressiveness is going to give you those open three-point shots. When your team starts making those open three-point shots, then the court gets space and you now have more room to attack and to be aggressive. Just a good win, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. Get the starters some rest towards the end of that game by running it up. Loved it. It was awesome. What was your favorite part of this game? Let me know in the comments down below. So big test coming up Friday against the, that's tomorrow, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this, against the Boston Celtics. This is going to be fun. We'll have a bit of a different show on Friday because John Krause, my co-host on Locked on NBA, is going to be in town. So we're going to do this together in person. So it should be a lot of fun. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.